Chairman Roberts, board members, faculty, staff, graduates and guests, what a special day in the life of these graduates and in the life of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Today, I would like to invite you to think with me about the meaning of lists. On the program before you are lists of names, names of faculty, names of board members, names of participants, names of those receiving special recognitions, but particularly pages and pages of names, lists, identifying those who are graduating. What do these lists mean? What do they mean today, and what will they mean 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now? What will people think about the names on these lists when they discover this program in 2108 at the bicentennial of this seminary? We often make fun of lists. David Letterman made a career out of top 10 lists. We make to-do lists to remind us of our priorities for the day or for the week, or at least to satisfy our conscience that we had good intentions of getting something done. At this time of year, we start to put together Christmas card lists or shopping lists. We find these lists after they've been used, we tend to ignore them or merely skim over them. I think that's often what we do when we're reading the Bible and we come across lists, lists of names. Lists like the one found in Romans chapter 16, the chapter after the one read to us by Dr. Allen. We somehow think that these lists are unimportant, but according to the doctrine of biblical inspiration communicated so well in Professor Harwood's fine volume on systematic theology, these lists found in Scripture are equally inspired. So we must pay attention. One of the reasons we often skim over these lists is that we know so little about the people who are represented. What seem to us a bunch of unusual names that are very hard to pronounce so we often ignore them, and we do so at our own loss. The list of names in Romans 16 includes people without regard to rank, position, race, gender, socioeconomic status. Some were Jews, some were Gentiles, some were men, others women, some were slaves, others former slaves, and some were free. The list reflects the kind of variety that is found in the list of graduates in today's program both men and women from every region of the United States, from about 30 additional countries, representing programs in Spanish, Mandarin, and Korean, coming to us from all around the globe. Also, the list in Romans chapter 16, in many ways, exemplifies the kind of aspirational commitments that we dream about for the list of December 2022 graduates at Southwestern Seminary, including a life of faithful service, missional practice, and global awareness. So I'd like to ask you during these few minutes to think with me briefly about the meaning of this list, tucked away almost as a PS, a postscript, on the last page of Romans. Indeed, I want to emphasize just that it is a few minutes. I think there's a trap door here. If I'm not finished in 17 minutes, I disappear. So I'll try to keep my remarks brief. Dr. Ashley Allen has read for us the concluding words from Paul in Romans chapter 15, including what seem to be lofty words of benediction as a conclusion. 
It may have seen that Paul finished his letter. He had a few more things he wanted to add, which will be our focus this morning. So I invite you here to reflect with me on the thoughts about Romans chapter 16, but especially I want to direct these thoughts to these two groups of graduates, those whose names are listed in today's program. The rest of you can listen in while I talk to them. So let's turn our thoughts over the next few minutes to these lists in Romans chapter 16. If you have a phone, you might want to open it to Romans chapter 16 so that you can follow along. First on the list is Phoebe, a woman who is called a faithful servant, a term used of God's special people. Jesus himself in Mark chapter 10 verse 45 is called the same term, a servant, one who came not to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Phoebe had helped many people through her service. She was likely a benefactor, a person of means. There are people here today who, like Phoebe, have served as benefactors of this institution, are benefactors of some of these specific programs being recognized today, are benefactors of these graduates who are seated here before me. Everyone graduating here today has benefited either directly or indirectly from generous benefactors who are the Phoebes of our day. In fact, on page 23 in your program, you will see that the churches of the Southern Baptist Convention have invested $3.5 million just this semester in the students here at Southwestern Seminary. But if you know the people who are here today who are these benefactors, especially parents and family members, please thank them today for carrying on this tradition and the practice of Phoebe. Many of these receiving degrees this morning can decide that you too be the same for the next generation of Southwestern Seminary and Texas Baptist College graduates. Phoebe's name is on the list not because she was affluent, but because she had a faithful walk with Christ that motivated her to impact others through her service and through her generosity. Some of you on the list in today's commencement program will hopefully follow in Phoebe's steps. Your life of service, like hers, will set apart for all the right reasons. Next on the list, we find Priscilla and Aquila. They were a Jewish couple who first met Paul in Corinth. We were introduced to them in Acts chapter 18. They are perhaps best known for their influence on Apollos, who later became one of the finest teachers and leaders in the early church. Maybe some who are graduating today will be like this influential team, discipling others in a school or on the mission field, or perhaps one day back on another list a list of the outstanding scholars and teachers like those seated before me of the Southwestern faculty. Multiplying yourself through teaching is a lofty calling, but even more so, Romans chapter 16 says that Aquila and Priscilla risked their lives for the sake of the gospel. It's a rare phrase that's only used here in Philippians chapter 2 to describe Epaphroditus. The term used in this passage became a technical one in later centuries to describe those willing to help the sick, to assist those who could not help themselves. They had a mindset like Esther, if I perish, I perish. The demons of hell shake because of these kind of people. 
They will endure any trial, carry any cross, withstand any opposition in order to serve others and advance the cause of the gospel. They're ready to die to the flesh, die to the world, die to human applause. Paul himself said in Philippians chapter 1, verse 21, a passage that's written on the grave marker of the great Southern Baptist New Testament scholar A.T. Robertson, to live is Christ and to die is gain. I do not know what the future holds, but it's likely that some on today's list may well join the list of those in history who risked their lives for the sake of the gospel. The third person listed is Epinetus one of the earliest converts in Asia. Like Epinetus, many of you in this graduating class have been following Christ for a long time. May God help you to be like Epinetus, to live faithfully for the sake of the gospel, decade after decade after decade, for all the days of your life here on this earth. Epinetus was one who deeply loved the Lord. His years of walking with God and growing in the grace of God led to his faithful love for God. It's possible to know God and not love Him, but it's impossible to love Him unless we know Him. And I pray your lives will be filled with the knowledge and the love of God for the remainder of your days here on this earth. Then there was Mary who worked exceedingly hard for Jesus Christ. Hard work may not seem like a glamorous description, but it's a worthy and lofty commendation. Many of you seated in front of me this morning have worked very hard for years and years to get to this place on this special day. Perhaps you're the first in your family to graduate from college or the first in your family to complete a graduate degree. You were not born into educational or economic privilege. And based on the pattern to this point, the rest of your life will be characterized by hard work from this day forward. Not only Mary, but Tryphena and Tryphosa were also commended over and over for their hard work, as were others on the list in Romans chapter 16. May God give each one of you graduating today spirit-enabled motivation to do the same, to serve others by working hard for the sake of the gospel on behalf of others. The list also includes Andronicus and Junius, compatriots willing to go to prison for the sake of the gospel, Urbanus, a fellow worker, and Apellus, who was wise, tested, and proven. And then there was Rufus, a choice person with a characteristic that we need so much today, one full of integrity. What a list! These people were the very backbone of the first century Christian world. And the list in today's program includes names who we prayerfully trust will become the backbone of the 21st century church in this region and in this country and around the globe. Charles Taylor has described our 21st century world as a secular age. And those of you in today's graduating class are about to enter a secular world that has more and more in common with the world known by Phoebe, Aquila, Priscilla, Epinetus, Andronicus, Urbanus, Apellus, Mary, and others. But the key factor throughout the book, through the chapter of Romans 16, is the powerful identity marker that accompanies everything else that is said about them. 
who they were was grounded in Christ. What they did, they did for Christ. Their lives and their service were of Christ. Their hard work, their sacrifice, their achievements were motivated by their love for Christ. Their very being was completely identified in Christ. The list in Romans 16, like the list of graduates in our program this morning, represents a diverse group. But what they shared in common was their commitment to Christ and their dedication to service for Christ. They gave of themselves for others. They worked hard over and over again. They were characterized by exceedingly hard work, their strenuous toil. They served faithfully, risking their very lives for the sake of of the gospel. I'm very much aware that the reason that all of you are here today is to hear the names read from the list in the program and not to listen to me. So when you hear these names read, I ask one thing of you today. Will you please join me in praying that the names on the list in today's program will imitate these characteristics that we see in Romans chapter 16. I trust that the list of graduates that will be read in just a few minutes by Southwestern's exemplary deans will in years to come be described like those in Romans chapter 16. I hope that when these graduates return to campus for special occasions, for anniversary celebrations, that their lives will from this day until then be characterized by these virtues and the lofty descriptions of those who served so well, so commendably, so faithfully in Romans 16. If you'll kindly indulge me for just another minute or two. Here's what I've learned through the years as I've presided at more than 60 of these commencement services. Today's excitement will soon fade away. When you enter ministry, setbacks will come. Difficulties and challenges will arrive. When these issues come, they may be new for you, but they're not new to those who through the years have lived their lives for the sake of the gospel grounded in Jesus Christ. So today, it's not so important that you know all the names that are listed in Romans chapter 16. I didn't read them all. There are some that are too difficult even to pronounce. But I do want you to remember the descriptions and characteristics of these people as they live their lives grounded in Christ, enabled by God's Spirit. So as you leave this beautiful chapel on this wonderful morning, I urge you graduates to ground your life in Christ. Stand firm in the gospel. Serve others and work hard for the sake of Christ. Don't grow weary in doing good. Don't lose sight of God's promises and His purposes for each one of you. Stay tuned to those things that you've learned from this outstanding faculty who serve this institution. Identify all aspects of your life with Christ and be willing to risk your lives for the sake of the gospel. So congratulations. Your name is on the important list of graduates for December 2022. 
May God allow your name be joined to the list of other Southwesterners, so many among the 41,000 alumni of this institution who through the years have made a lasting impact in the lives of others, in the church, on the mission field, who've enriched society, who've shaped culture, who've made a difference for the gospel, for Christ and his kingdom. So as we conclude... Our prayer for these graduates this morning comes from Paul's writings in the 15th chapter, which Dr. Allen previously read for us. This prayer says, May the God of hope fill you, each one of you, with great joy and peace as you trust in Him, so you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And may the God of peace be with you all. May God's blessings rest upon all who are here today, but especially upon these graduates, those names who make up the list of the December 22 class, Southwestern Seminary and Texas Baptist College. Heartiest congratulations to each one of you, one and all.